welcome to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where I invite guests to talk open and honestly about what it's really like to turn 30. This week's guest is my good friend Johnny Becker, who is joining us to talk about turning 30 and being single. But before we get started, let me introduce Jenny. Jenny is a London-based events director, originally from Manchester. She moved to London 11 years ago after studying fashion and business at university in Birmingham. She has worked in fashion for the past 10 years, working for the British Fashion Council and Stella McCartney. Last year, she decided to go in a new direction and she now works as the director of events in the UK and Ireland for WeWork. Jenny's joining us today to talk about being single in your 30s, what she's learned in her 20s as she navigated her career in fashion and how turning 30 was pivotal for her self-acceptance. So welcome to the podcast, Jenny. Hey. Hi. So Jenny and I have been friends for years actually I, I was thinking back about it it's what since we were 12 maybe 13 yeah you were definitely wearing pedal pushes <laughs> and coming around my house for uh evenings with boys <laughs> and we were definitely making up dances to Spice Girls songs I feel like that is such a like firm memory in my mind no definitely <laughs> anyway so I was going to say that we've been friends for years and we now live in different countries and I've uh, taken different directions, but when I just read that bio, every time I think of uh, Jen and what she's done, I'm always like, wow, career goals. Like you are the one person that I always look at and think you've really just smashed it in your in your career. Would would you say that you, you feel that way? Um, I mean, I hate it when people say stuff like that, but no, I do <laughs> think I've always um, had a very strong vision of what I wanted to do in my career. And I've tried to follow it as much as I can. I've obviously had a lot of ups and downs. But yeah, I think I'm finally learning sometimes to accept that I'm where I wanted to be. Um, Although I find it hard to accept it because we always never like to accept saying good things about ourselves. But yeah, I think I'm I'm really happy with what I've achieved so far with my career. So you said that you had a set goal for where you wanted to be. And now you're so right. People find it very, very difficult to actually you know, bask in success. It's something, I guess it's, it's very feminine. Um, and it's something that people genuinely find difficult. Uh, so I get that why when I just introduced you and said that you went, oh no, I hate it. Don't say it. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was that because you did, did you go out in your twenties and know that was where you wanted to be by this, by this point? I think so. I think I always had such an interest in fashion. I was always like the creative one of our like friendship group. And I always, but I always loved events as well. And I never really knew how I could like mix the two together. And I think I spent a long time in my twenties, like, like we all do where we're climbing the career ladder, like proving ourselves, working really hard and never getting the recognition for it. Uh, your boss, I like, always never did anything. And then you were the one doing stuff and they got somewhere and you didn't. And I think I just always said to myself when I like head of events was what I always wanted to be. And I said that when I, ever got, I got that job, I'd just be like, really like I did it. I got yeah. there. Um, but then you also have the whole thing of, you know, you get to where you want to get to and it's like, well, what do I do for the next 30 years and that type of thing. So I'm just learning at the moment to just be content with where I am and you know, kind of be quite happy with what I have achieved. Amazing. I love that. And uh, I didn't, I missed it out of your, of your introduction, but you're uh, currently 33 years old. 
so yeah. it has been three years since you turned 30. So I wanted to ask just in general, how was turning 30 for you? So I was really scared to turn 30. Um, I was in a friendship group where a lot of people basically started to get married when they were about 27. And I became single from a long-term relationship when I was about 25. So I spent a lot of the later years of my 20s feeling like I wasn't where I should be and that I should be married and I should be on my way to having kids. And I was just like, you know, when I thought of becoming 30 when I was younger, it was like, I remember really clearly thinking about my baby cousin would be 18 when I was 30. And I was like, I'd have like five kids and live in a house. And and I was getting there and I was like, I'm so far away from this. And I actually started a new job the year I turned, like when I just turned 29. Mm -hmm. And it was a massive, like life-changing job for me in terms of me just becoming a much happier person. And it was very strange because everyone says, so you turn 30 and things just click into place. And genuinely, like three months before I turned 30, everything just like started to feel like, like, yeah, like it clicked into place a bit more. I started to really just accept who I was. I didn't really care what other people thought of me as much. I wasn't always trying to be at every lunch with my friends or be at every dinner and feel like they weren't like involving me and worrying what they thought of me. And I had the best birthday party I've <sighs> ever had and probably will ever have where it was a 90s themed party um in a nightclub which was great um did, did you do the Spice all, Girls dances that we learned when we were 12 <laughs> we did Spice Girls dances um and I had everyone I loved in a room together and I just I just started to not do things because I thought I should do them and realize that I could make decisions and hang out with people and do things because it's what I wanted to do and I definitely think and I think a lot of my friends will say this as well in the past three years, I've just become a different person when it comes to like my self-acceptance and being happier. So yeah, I really, I'm a massive advocate of you turn 30 and you kind of just become a lot more comfortable with who you are and like accept yourself more. Uh, yeah, I come, obviously I've built my whole coaching business exactly on this uh, concept that you're talking about because I do think that really... It some for some people it happens like it just it does happen naturally for some people you have they have to work on it but something happens and it's from a place of self awareness that at yeah. around twenty nine thirty for some people it might be a little bit later you start to become self aware and because you become self aware you start to take actions that are in line with your beliefs your beliefs about yourself your beliefs about your environment whatever it might be and from there things do start to click because we spend a lot of our 20s um, imagining this fake future. and yeah. But we're not aware of who we really are. And we are just kind of, I want to say, going through our 20s blind because we are not all not self-aware, but we really, um, you know, we're developing in that time. We're learning lots of new things. And then around the, you know, the turning of the decade at 30, we all of a sudden start to solidify everything we're learning in our 20s. And then we start to put it into action in our early 30s. Definitely. And I think that, you know, you can go along life being friends with people because you've been in the same situations. And, you know, until you get to your late 20s and things start to break off slightly where some get married, some don't, some have children, some don't. You sometimes realize that like 
you, you know, you're surrounded by a lot of people, but actually you only really connect with like two of them. And you realize that that's enough. Like you don't need to have like 500 friends to feel happy and accepted. And I think that was a massive thing for me as well, was like really learning about the people I like to be around that brought out the best in me. Mm-hmm. And I think you're totally right with what you said. I think it's that's that's part of the acceptance of everything as well. 100%. I really believe that friendships at 30 are crazy because you have friends who are, I mean, for me anyway, I had friends who were still traveling around the world, you know, weren't anywhere in their career in a, in a specific place because they'd chosen that. Single and really like completely carefree. And I had other friends who were married, multiple children at this point. Uh, Some had, you know, very advanced careers uh, and all of the people in between. So, and all of a sudden you find yourself with people that you've known since you were very young or maybe you went to university with, school with, even friends from work in our early 20s. We find ourselves surrounded by some people who are topics of conversation in our daily lives just aren't, not aren't relevant, but they don't, we don't resonate with each other. Um, Yeah. And it's difficult. For me, it was extremely difficult. And then you start to, I guess, pick and choose who you hang out with. And it becomes, yeah, it just becomes different because a lot of us feel guilty that we don't keep in touch with some people maybe or that you 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 kind of feel bad, but you shouldn't. And I think that's something that, for me, that was really pivotal that I learned in the past few years, that it's okay to accept that there are some people that you have more things in common with now because we're at the same stage of life totally and you're right it's just it's knowing that you have the choice to take to do what you want to do and I think in your 20s you're just doing it because everybody else does and it's what you're meant to do and I think that's like the light bulb moment of 30s is like I decide like who you know is part of my life and um who I want to kind of you know be around me yeah exactly So you mentioned just before something that I always talk about in my coaching is that in our early 20s, we build a manual for ourselves, the turning 30 manual. So we say to ourselves, right, by the time I'm 30, which is this like distant age in the future, um, I'm going to have my shit together. And for everyone that looks a little different, but let's generalize and say, you mentioned you thought you would be married, five kids. Maybe not five. That was a bit of a yeah. <laughs> Three kids. Three kids. Um, you know, for me, it definitely involved probably being about to be made partner in a law firm um, and definitely owning a house and things like this that just seemed so likely at that time when I was probably around 21 when I decided that was my future. Um, and you really, really eloquently outlined your turning 30 manual and then obviously you went through this breakup when you were 25 and then other things changed and actually for you in terms of your career you did reach that point where you feel like you'd written that goal in the manual and and you did get there but I want to just talk a little bit about uh, what it felt like to be single in your late 20s and that goal moving further away. Yeah it was and you're right like a lot of people sometimes I think this is why we're all have to you know think about each other because some people will be like oh but like you know you you've got what you want in your career and da da but like you're right like it's it's a balance of the two and yeah in my late 20s it was hard because 
as you said, I had a breakup when I was 25. I think I spent about two, maybe three years feeling like it was all because of me. Um, I wasn't good enough. No one's ever going to love me. Um, and it took me a long time to really like start to like, like who I was, not even love, just even like, and a lot of my friends were getting married in relationships. And I just spent the whole time feeling very much like I was so far behind. I was never going to get to that stage. And like, you know, it's like you're playing a board game and you're right near the end. And then all of a sudden you get brought back to the beginning. And I spent a lot of my late twenties just feeling very, um, like I wasn't like everybody else and very different and no one else was like me. And it was only when I got to like my, like, 28 29 and started to like myself again and I was like right I'm ready I'm single and like no one else was single and I was like where's everyone gone like (laughs) now I'm fine guys and do stuff and that's what that's what I sometimes have regrets about like and you can't have regrets because it took me that amount of time to get over a relationship for a reason but I do wish I'd been able to pull myself out of it slightly earlier um, and really like enjoy being that like mid 20 age. Um, Not that like you can't still enjoy being single when you're in your late 20s, early 30s. But for me specifically, a lot of my friends weren't single. Mm -hmm. So I found it quite hard to be like, well, do I have to make a new friendship group? Um, And as I said, I was very lucky that I started a new job before I turned 30 where I met this amazing group of people who like after five years of me not really smiling properly, like just brought this new side of me out and it really changed me for the better. And I started dating guys and just having fun. Um, So I was really, really lucky that I had that. But yeah, I found, I personally found it hard because I don't think I really, um, I thought you were kind of dead in the water if you weren't um, married by the time you were 28. So I was like, I'm really old and I'm single. And looking back at it now, I'm like, why did I think that? I was so young. Oh God, um, 28 and single. It just, yeah, it's, I get you. Like I was, I was single when I was 28 and I think it was one of the best years of my life in terms of dating. So um, I do get you, but I do think that it's so related to who you surround yourself with and how lucky for you to all of a sudden be able to have been surrounded by Uh, these amazing group of friends who are also single because so often we just get stuck on that feeling of I feel so left behind and that feeling that thought sorry is just so damaging and when you actually realize that so many people feel left behind and then you realize that well that doesn't make sense if everyone feels so left behind then why don't we all come together and realize that we're not left behind we're actually exactly where we're supposed to be Totally. Yeah. Uh, But actually, I wanted to discuss with you uh, the stigma of being single and in your 30s, single at 33, because um, it actually is something that came up when I wanted to record this podcast. So I just explained to the listeners what happened behind the scenes is that, um, as I said, Jen and I, we've been we've been friends for years. And um, I made a list of all the episodes that I wanted to record and the list of people who I wanted to speak to about recording it. And the, this particular episode, which I really think every episode is great, but this is one I was really looking forward to because so many of my clients and followers, uh, love interested to talk about being single in your thirties. And Jen was on the list and I didn't approach her and I didn't do it because I didn't know if it was, if 
if you would feel uncomfortable me approaching you and saying, you know, would you like to come on my podcast to talk about um, being 30 and being single? And actually what happened is Jen ended up messaging me and saying, would you want, I'd love to be on the podcast if you want me to. And I was like, wow, I'm so happy you asked me. I was waiting to ask you and I just hadn't done it yet. Um, and then I was thinking about it before we started recording that it's so ridiculous because that's really feeding that stigma that you would feel negative about being in your 30s and single, which just isn't something to feel negative about. So I kind of want to be really open and honest by telling that story that even I, you know, what's the word? Like, like even I made that assumption. Do you feel that people have a stigma about you because you are single in your 30s? I think I probably have one of the biggest stigmas. I'm like, I'm so in two minds because I'm definitely not someone that sat here and like, I'm in my early 30s, I'm single, look at me, like I love being single. Like I'm not, you know, I embrace being single, but having the chance I would like not to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I agree. I think I have the stigma more than other people though. I think definitely, you know, especially at the moment, I've had a lot of like Zoom calls with people who've been like, oh, you know, it's, you know, do you have kids? It's so hard being at home, blah, blah, And like, I sometimes find it hard to say, oh, well, I live on my own. And then, you know, if I do say I live on my own and people, I, I don't know, I, I feel like I'll get judgment from people like, oh, she's in her early thirties. Why is she single? I think it's the why. I think, you know, I do the same. Like I remember when I was in my late twenties and like dating someone over 30 was like, oh my gosh, I'd be like, <laughs> why are they in their early thirties and single? There must be something wrong with them. Um, I think that's what I find hard I think being 33 and single is quite a hard age for a woman because I say this a lot to my friends about dating apps because especially when you're like you know when you don't know somebody if someone met me um you know and found out who I was and stuff very different but when you're looking at someone and you see that they're 33 and they're single you know number one you would think what's wrong with her why is she still single or number two I worry that, you know, people are like, you know, especially guys can sometimes be, oh, well, she must want kids and want to get married mm-hmm. straight away. And I think there's loads of stigmas from all different places. But I think, um, yeah, the thing I find hardest is people, you know, thinking that I'm single because there's something wrong with me or that I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable. Um, but I think a lot of it is what I put on myself. But you're right. Like, I think it's hard to know if people don't mind talking about being single. Um as I said, I very openly will talk about the fact that I embrace it, but I don't like the fact that I am. Yeah. And for me, just reflecting back on the story that I just told how I didn't want to ask you, it wasn't because I believe that there's any any shame in being single at any age. It was more that I didn't want to make you feel uncomfortable if, just like you said, you didn't want to talk about it. So luckily for everyone... Jen really did want to talk about it so that's all great but you're so right when you're talking about how you're the one that holds the stigma with the perception of what other people think and I think that that's something that we all suffer from in every aspect of our lives you know we all think we're always constantly second guessing or what what will people think of me or what if if you know somebody has that opinion of me or what what do you make that mean um so yeah I completely get what you're coming from with that And I also just wanted to pick up the stigma of being 33 and dating and that sometimes you might worry that someone would think that you're just looking for something very specific, such as marriage and and kids. That brings us nicely on to a question I wanted to ask about how do you feel that dating in your 30s 
uh, or looking to meet someone, let's not even use the word dating, just in general, looking for love in your 30s is different from when you're in your 20s. So I think when you're in your 20s, you, you know, you're or like you'll go on lots of nights out and you kind of meet someone and then you just like see where it goes. And there's no like time limit. You're not thinking about kids. Um, you know, you can be a lot more free with your decisions of like how serious you want to make something, how long it wants to be, you want it to be serious for. Whereas I do feel like when you turn 30, there's a clock and it's literally like, why would you waste your time dating anyone that's not going to be the one? And it's like the most irrational thought, but it's always, I mean, whenever I'm on a first date and it sounds awful, I'm always thinking when they talk about their family, like, oh, like, would I, would I want that to be my uh, uh, in-laws? Like, do they have a nice brother and sister? Like, oh, do I want to be married to someone who's an Like, you think <laughs> of all these questions and it's awful because it's like, you know, you you automatically think about the marriage part because, you feel like you can't just freely date someone for like six months because once if in that six months, you're losing time finding the love of your life. And I think that's what is quite hard. But I also think what's great about it is that you do know more what you want. And I think I, I've spent, I think probably when I turned about 31, I really started to understand like what I wanted from a relationship um, because I'm more self-aware. And I think it means that also, there's nothing wrong with knowing what you want. And I don't think that has to be like, I want a guy that's got blonde hair, blue eyes and six foot. I mean, it, I, know, I know more like, like, for example, if a guy doesn't make me laugh on a date, I won't go on a second date. And my friend's like, you're so stupid. But if they're not going to make me laugh like once in like a three hour meeting with them, I don't really know if that's the type of person I want to be with. So I do think there's a mixture of the two, but I do think that you can't, I don't date as freely as I did when I was younger, purely because I worry that if I got, I only want to get into something if it's going to actually go somewhere. Yeah. And it just makes total sense. And, you know, firstly, I can speak from personal experience of uh, meeting my boyfriend when I was just about to turn 30. And also from a lot of my clients experience and just friends and, and colleagues that the huge benefit of turning 30 and looking for love or, or looking for a relationship or getting into something new is knowing who you are and exactly like you said knowing what you want and also there is a fine line between compromising and being like okay he's got this this and this but not this but okay and being like no I'm not gonna as you said waste time or um, just see how it goes when I know that that's a deal breaker at the start um it's really important and a lot of people can see it negatively and tell a negative story about, you know, I'm 30 and it's going to hold me back because X, Y and Z. But it also is an amazing, I genuinely think it's an amazing thing that you are self-aware and I feel like we keep coming back to the same thing about self-awareness. Yeah. Um, but it's very true and it was very much for me as well that when I met, when I met Amit, um, I think after two weeks, I something just came up. We were just dating and I genuinely didn't think it was going to be anything more serious. We'd, we'd met on Tinder and it was a bit of fun. And I hope if he's listening to this, he, he doesn't get too offended. But I genuinely didn't think it was anything. And when a question came up of what are you looking for? And I said, I'm actually looking for a relationship now. You know, I'm turning 30 soon and I'm looking for something more serious than just a bit of fun. 
Um, and I expected him to run for the hills. Some some reason he didn't. Pro- probably regrets that now. Um, but I would never have had the balls to do that when I was in my early 20s. I never, ever would have had the courage to talk about what I really want. And I love the fact that women in their 30s, you know, they can and they, they should. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, I, one thing I'm really, like, thankful for is that when I do get into a relationship that maybe, like, could be, you know, the one for my life. Like, I love the fact that I know about myself. Like, I really, really learned that, like, I know now what the best version of myself is. And if a guy doesn't bring that out in me, I he, he isn't right. And I don't think I knew that in my 20s. I think I just wanted someone to love me in my 20s. And it was, for, like, have the attraction and that type of thing. And I think that, you know, you're totally right. Like, my friends go mad at me sometimes when I go on a first date and I come back and they're like, would you go on a second date? I'm like, no. And like, but there doesn't need to be a spark. You don't have to be in love with them. Like, I'm not saying there has to be a spark and I have to fall in love, but there's got to be something. Like, maybe it is a spark. Like, and I'm not talking about a spark that's love or like anything like that, but I've got to find it intriguing. I've got, they've got to have made me laugh. And you're right. Like, I just, I don't see the point of going on a second date with somebody if they haven't, you know, if I've not had any form of connection with them on the first one. Um, That's just the way I am. So um, I do think you're right. Like, I'm really happy for the fact of like the person I am now. And it does excite me being the way I am now of hopefully trying to find someone that, you know, fits with that. Yeah. And for me, when I was in my mid-20s and I had come out as well of a, of a long-term relationship, actually when I was, in, I was 27 and I started dating again, I... I wasn't confident about who I was as a person. And I look at how I was. I did a lot of work in myself in that time. That included therapy and and I also had a coach. And just in general, like I was really becoming more aware in my late 20s. So that by the time that I did meet, um, I did meet a meet. Um, I was very, I was very confident and happy with who I was. And I yeah. think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, talk about that, that you have to be find happiness and find who you are before you meet the person. And I don't actually think it's true. I think that I have friends who met, they have met people when they were very young and they're still with them now and they've grown together and they've really, you know, they've become who they are as a couple and also separately. But for me personally, I wouldn't go back and change the fact that I didn't marry who I thought I was going to marry when I was 22 in a serious relationship. Because for me, it just worked out very well that I had the chance to figure out who I was alone. And then I, you know, met somebody after that. And um, I think that you'll probably totally agree with me, exactly like you've just been saying that you you did a lot of the work for yourself. And now you're in a position where you know what makes you happy. You know how it is to be alone you know what you're looking for. And it's kind of like you've got all the recipe for for going to meet someone. Totally. And you know what? Like, I think one thing that does sometimes give me a bit of peace of mind is knowing that like, if I did meet someone and we broke up again, I know how to be alone and I know how to, you know, be by myself. And I think that's something that I didn't know how to be that for such a long time and be happy. And I agree with you. Like, you know, I... I think sometimes you've got to be in love with yourself and then you'll love other people. Again, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there's a part of that that's true. Um, but also like there's no one I've met in my life that I wish I was married to right now. 
Um, so that's another thing. Like, I'm not sat here being like, oh, they're like that one that got away or anything like that. Like, I just haven't met that person. So, you know, it's, it's, I've still got that to hopefully look forward to. Of course you do. And I, I do want to talk about something which a few of my followers have actually messaged me about it. And I always never know how to broach the subject because it is something that I also think about a lot as a, as a soon to be 33 year old, um, woman who isn't at the point of thinking about having children um, is the biological clock and the perception of being single and you said before that you do think that things change a little bit when you're in your 30s because of this feeling of a clock in general and we're all held back by it you know it's there it's in the air Um, and I want to specifically for us to just talk really open and honestly for other people to understand how both of us believe that this is linked to meeting the right person and how kind of it's a barrier to meeting somebody when we start to get into that cycle of thinking about our biological clocks. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've always wanted to have kids. I've always like loved being around children. Um, and I found it very, very hard when my friends started to have babies because I was so far away from it and it was something that I personally really wanted. Um, but yeah, I think I've said this to you before, like if someone said to me, you'll meet the love of your life in eight years time, 10 years time, you'll get married and have babies. I'd be totally fine with that. Um, but as a woman, like, you know, you don't have much time. Like I keep thinking of 35. I'm like, if I hit 35, then things are really serious. And then I'm going to have to really start thinking about kids and not having kids. And it's a pressure that you do feel because, you know, you want to have, I definitely want to have you know, I want to meet someone to share my life with and I want us to have a family together. Um, And I think as a woman, you know, you are thinking about like, but what if I can't have that? And what if I've missed the opportunity? But I do think for me, I'm just really taking the stance that, you know, everything happens for a reason. When when you're meant to do things, you're meant to do things. And, but it is hard because internally, I mean, I have a lot of dreams about being pregnant and then I'm always like, who's the father? Like, how did I get pregnant? Um, you know, I definitely know my body wants to have a baby and I know it's part of what I would like in my life. Um, so it is, it is hard. And I think it's hard, you know, as we said before about stigmas and stuff, sometimes when I meet people and they find out that I don't have kids or that I'm not married, like I do feel like bad for it because it's what I want. And I definitely think that, you know, I'm not sat here being like, I think some people are like, oh, well, she spent so much time working on her career. So she's not had time for children. It's just not the case. And I think some women can be in their early thirties. You know, me and you are quite different. I think, you know, you're, you know, I, I know you're not ready to have children just yet as much as you want them. If I was in the right situation five years ago, right now, five years time, if I could have kids, I would do with the right person. So that's what I find hard. Cause it's, you know, I do want children, but I just haven't found the person to have them with yet. Yeah, and I'm so happy that you've so openly and honestly shared that with uh, with everyone because I feel that a lot of the dialogue and um, what people share about being uh, single in your early 30s, we want to put off this um, brave face and this courageous kind of image of, you know, but I'm fine and I can have a child until I'm 40 and even older these days and, you know, it will happen. And people, people get very... 
uh, vocal about that. And yeah. uh, I love how honest you were about the fact that if you could have a child, then, then you would have. And I think it's really important, you know, to address that and be honest about it. Uh, I really respect it. And I, I can say, you know, you just mentioned something me and, me and you have spoken about before that we're the same age. And for me... Um, I'm not ready to have children right now, even though it's definitely something that I want in my life. It's something I think about a lot. I know it's, you know, hopefully that I will be able to have children, that it will be something I'd like to do in the next however many years. But um, it's something that I feel bad about and pressure about from other people asking me, um, oh, you've been in a relationship now for however long, you're 33, you know, they're pointing at their wrist with their with uh, looking at their fake clock and saying, you know, yeah. why why aren't you ready? And um, you know, my boyfriend's mum actively asks me every other week when I see her, you know, why have you only got a four a four legged child? That's my dog. When I want a two <laughs> a, a two legged child, and it's just it's funny, isn't it? Because at every single stage, you can just feel left behind, like and nervous about the biological clock. You know, when you're single you panicking, you know, will I meet that person? When you've met a person that you could have it with, but you're still not ready, you're thinking, should I be? When people are pressuring you. And when I was speaking to another friend who um, she's had one baby and now everyone is asking her, well, what about the next one? And I'm like, does it ever stop? Does this feeling of being on the same timeline as other people, does it ever go away? And it's just social conditioning. And I think that the brave person who can come out and speak against it and say, you know, this is what I want, even though society says this, like, you know. That's the thing. I think, you know, a lot of people do talk about social conditioning. And I think I've like listened to a lot of things around it. And I think, but there's also the flip side, like, you know, I, you know, I don't think I want a kid because of social conditioning. I just think I want one because that's what I want. And I don't think it's bad to like say that out loud. I think that, you know, I think your situation definitely, like it's the pressures of, you know, being in a relationship. I often think if I ever found a guy and you spoke, you asked me before about how's being single in your thirties different. I get so worried for if I find someone that in the first three months, everyone's going to be like, when are you going to get married? Yep. Is he the love of your life? And I worry that pressure will stop all that happening um, from all different angles. So yeah, I do think, I think when you're 30, definitely the outside noise that you get from people whatever you, whether you're single or in a relationship is definitely you know from the social norms of you know what we should be doing yeah and that noise becomes so loud and I feel like a lot of what my coaching is about actually is to like turn the volume down and yeah. you know really look at what you want and what's going on inside you without other people's opinions. And we have people, we have our family's opinions, we have our friends' opinions, we have colleagues, and then we have, you know, social media. Let's not even get started on um, on what social media brings to us. And then also just in general, like popular culture, you know, from TV and movies and where we're supposed to be. Um, and it really sometimes is just so deafening. Great, so carrying on our very honest conversation, uh, I wanted to ask, what would you say is the hardest thing about being single and being in your 30s? Um, I think one of the things I find the hardest is that, you know, a lot of my close friends and people that like are my people um, have families and have children and literally through no fault of their own, you know, they're very busy with their lives of having kids and it becomes, you know, your relationships change quite a lot. And I think that 
for me, it's, you know, do you make a new group of friends that are single and do you have to find this new tribe of people? And I think it's figuring out where do you fit in because you still want to live that life kind of where like you're always going out with the weekends and you're going for brunches and you're going out on Saturday nights. And I mean, not that I want to go clubbing every Saturday night, but you still want to have that freedom. And a lot of people don't, can't do that. Um, so I think what I find hard is like, you know, trying to find people who think the same way as me that I can, you know, hang out with and be around. Um, and yeah, that's my biggest challenge is finding people that are on the same wavelength as me and are single. Um, whilst also still obviously keeping my relationships with my close friends and knowing that they do change and, you know, really making sure that I, I'm always looking at what their lives are like just as much as hopefully they look at what mine are to make sure that I'm never, you know, um, being hard on them because of the situation they're in. Wow. I really resonate with that, you know, as well. A lot of my close friends have also, um, had babies in the past few years and, and let's just be honest, it changes a relationship. Like, you know, we all want to think it doesn't and we all want to promise ourselves that when our best friend has a baby that she'll, you know, nothing will change. And it does because it logistically changes things, even if it doesn't emotionally change how you feel about your friend and wow, amazing, you, yeah. you're so supportive and you want to be there for them and and you've got a new amazing person in your life who is their child and and it's all really exciting but at the same time in a way a part of your friendship has to adjust and for me well I find it really hard when I'm with my friend and they're with their with their babies and they always have to have one eye on the baby and the conversation changes is that something that you've noticed as well yeah and I think it's just I think it's adapting and I think as you say like I do find it hard, but you, you've got to learn. Like I learn now, like I try and see my friends for dinners, like when the kids aren't around and I try, I try and have the time where I hang out with them and their kids. And that's like Jen, Auntie Jen and like the fun time. <laughs> but it's also knowing that like, you've got to have time where like they're not surrounded by their everyday because it's just too hard. Like, you know, they don't, they're not like that on purpose, but you know, you do feel like you're kind of, why am I sat here? Like, do they actually want to talk to me? Like there's loads of stuff going on. So I think for me, it's making sure Sure that you know with those people that are really close to me we have time that's one-on-one for us to kind of keep our relationship going they need it just as much as you do though um of and I think that's where you know you do build stronger relationships that are different but you're right definitely physically it's the spontaneity of your friendship that that changes like you can't just ring them on a Saturday and be like should we go for brunch or you know call them at some time like it all they've got a schedule that they have so yeah. I think that for me is something that I've found hard to adapt to yeah and it is difficult but I like what you said about being really empathetic and also like on both sides being able to understand uh the different situations that you find yourself in with friends in different stages of life and also just watching how the relationship evolves and it can evolve and everything's yeah. always really fluid and dynamic and and things change and it's the resistance to the change is when it's a problem but when you're open to it like you've just spoken about then it can be something really positive and i think also i do think and again i mean this in the nicest way i think i was I found it really hard in my late twenties and I wasn't jealous. That's the wrong word, but I really wanted what my friends had. Just, I didn't want what they actually had, but I wanted my version of it. And I found it, I got really upset. I found finding engagements, having babies really hard. Whereas I do think now I've learned to accept that I'm just on a different, you know, life path. And, you know, that's what I think changes as you get into your thirties a bit more as you accept that, 
you know, you, you, I don't know. I don't think I feel that um, jealousy as much. I think I just am more like, that's your way. This is my way. And, you know, hopefully I'll get there one day. Yeah, I think it's a matter of timelines, to be honest. It's that yeah. people think that we have to stick to these rigid timelines and not everybody has such, I guess, a, a close group of friends that you have who did do everything at the same time. But in general, it does happen usually where people around a similar age start to to settle down and have these things. And like we've talked about feeling left behind before, when you don't have it, it's just an inevitable thing to think. Um, and I really like what you just said at the end there, that you understand that even though you're on a different timeline, like you're still on your own path and 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 doing what you want to do um and the last question which I guess we've just touched upon a little bit now but I'll I'll ask for another piece of advice um is what uh piece of advice would you say to any of our listeners who are listening um maybe they're 29 and they're just about to turn 30 or maybe even a little bit older and are single um what advice would you give embrace your 20s so much like just really try not to ever think that you're not where you're meant to be and don't see 30 as this age of you know marriage and babies and buying a house and all of those things like and just really try and I mean it's all in hindsight but just try and be comfortable with the path that you're on and learn who you are know what you want um and follow what's there and out there for you yeah yeah and I I really echo that also with my own journey um I think it's so important to like we said before just turn down the noise from the outside of what everyone else is doing and just focus on yourself um thank you so so much for joining me today I think that you were so honest and and you really spoke about things that a lot of people are afraid to talk about um so thank you very much no, thank you so much for having me. It was brilliant. Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, then please subscribe to the podcast. And if you really liked it, I would love for you to leave a review. For more information about coaching with me, let's connect on Instagram. My page is turning30coach. Until next time, bye.